So to keep a very, very un- uninteresting story short, I replaced old phone with new, much better, larger pink phone, but then put it in a yellow case so I can't see pink phone. But it's a very yellow case. Hmm. I feel like this is That's one of something. those things where you see somebody peeling a banana and inside the banana's pink or orange or something. Like It, it feels like there's, hmm. a, there's, there's a reference here or a message. I don't know what you're trying to say. It's a, my phone is some sort of interesting and unknown tropical fruit that you cannot buy in the local Mario Bros. <laughs> <laughs> uh, appetizing. Oh, at least mm. it brightens up your day now. It's not having to deal with dread. I can use the microphone on it. So it, <laughs> I can actually use my phone. Now get this, guys. I can use my phone as a phone. As a phone. <laughs> mind, oh. mind blown. <laughs> it's kind of helpful. It kind of is a little necessary. But anyway, hi. Welcome to Indulgently Minimal. I am Moggy and I am joined today by Jeff. Hey up, guys. And Murdoch. Hello, everyone. And this week we are going to be talking not about phones, thank God. We will be talking minimalism by subtraction. Yes, we're finally getting to talking about minimalism 60 episodes in. <laughs> we, d- we needed to work up to it, you know? You know, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes, you know, it takes something. We, it we takes devotion, it takes that. dedication. Wow, that is a deep cut <laughs> that like five people will understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good album. <laughs> it really is. So we've been discussing it, you know, internally, and it does come up periodically with questions from the listeners. Why don't we talk more about minimalism? And it's not intentional. Like, in general, we just have the conversations we want to have. And ultimately, we've kind of, in the course of doing what we're doing, have fallen upon a little bit of a concept that we want to try and bring to the listeners. And as we laid out at the very beginning figure it out as we go through the conversation. And that's minimalism by subtraction. Hmm. Which sounds like it's obvious, but bear with us. (laughs) Well, yes, if you take something away, you have less of things. Minimalism. Okay, I will take my Pulitzer now, guys. Do we get that in the mail? Is it a check? How does that work? Uh, I've already got it. They nominated me. Um, So Ah, I'm, I'm, I'm off to start my own solo career, like, Beyonce style. I shall let you two find it out. I'll sit here and sip on my coffee. (laughs) Now, ultimately, like we've been doing this show for a while, and I think one of the key things we learned in the first year was how important space was, right? Definitely. And in order to create space, you have to remove things. Like it really is that simple. Like I think we could end the episode there, but then we would be three minutes in with, well, there's a, I mean, there's ah, like a live example, less podcast. <laughs> oh, I mean, there are two ways of creating of creating more space. You take stuff away, or you physically add more space. Now, for ninety nine percent of us, we cannot add more space. It, it, mm. You know, we we can't add an extension onto our houses or even have a house. So the the most accessible option is to remove things in mm-hmm. the existing space. I've always found this one a weird thing in practice is basically there seems to be a non-linear relationship to like, you know, b- b- between stuff and space. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, how is it we said when we were talking about this? You simultaneously have more space than you realize and less than you think. Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. the example I had and 
I know it's funny to use someone else's experience for your own epiphany, but really it was Jeff's experience last year that led me down this thought path of, you know, he'd minimized so far that it really became a, you know, light bulb moment for the things he really did need in his life to be happy, like, a, hmm. you know, an apartment. I needed a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, a, on a smaller scale, it's basically like I've, I've definitely had this issue with desk space as, as a practical example. It's like, ah, you can never have too big of a desk. The truth of the matter is it doesn't matter how big the desk is. As soon as you start putting down a few things, like it will feel cramped and you will feel like you need a bigger desk. There is this, there is this sense with, and it's uh, something that I'm, we'll be talking about later as we go on, but space... Is it's like it's a vacuum and it will just fill with things. It's like a you know, it's like a, you know, an empty jug. You pour water into it, it's just going to fill the whole thing. It's a you know, mm -hmm. it's a cat in a small box. It's just gonna, it just takes on everything that you give it and it will just become full without you mm -hmm. really realizing it. And the same can be said for it, definitely for a desk that you know, you can start off nice, tidy, clean, and then suddenly it's just covered in just stuff. <laughs> you don't even know what it is, it's just stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, as we've been talking about this behind the scenes and trying to hammer out because we really feel like this is an idea that can become one of the like pillars or underlying themes of the podcast as a whole. So this has been quite important. The thing I love about the concept as we've discussed it is how fractal it is. Fractals, dude. Fractals. Spirals, man. It just keeps going and going, man. All the way down. That what well, it's kind of like that that it, it can be as simple as clearing your desk, taking everything off of it until you just got the blank slate with which to start putting things down mindfully and then mindfully maintaining the space all the way up to throwing life away for however many months, wandering the country and then living in a caravan for X amount of times. And so you sort of like take everything out of your life and then start putting things back in one at a time. It, it really is the same concept. It's, it, it really does help. You know, you, you take everything out and then you start realizing what you're missing. For example, wandering up country for, you know, I really started missing basic hygiene. It was really <laughs> nice to have a shower. Um, <laughs> Like, turns out having a shower every day, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's quite a luxury. You luxury, know, you really lad. Like, it's luxury. It's when luxury. I was a kid, they used to just dump a cold bucket of water on our heads. <laughs> oh, you had a bucket. <laughs> oh, you had a bucket. You used to roll around in puddle down the road. But yeah, it's definitely one of those things where you need to sometimes remove everything in mm. order to realize, okay, so I need this I, I mean there is limit to it i mean i'd keep certain things you know like basic nutrition and oxygen i'd keep those around <laughs> you know you, you might need those i mean maybe you don't maybe you're a lizard person i mean we, no, i'm not gonna judge but ultimately the reason we're here today having this conversation is that i think a lot of people's idea of minimalism is more about simplifying like i'll buy some things in ikea and i'll take a couple minutes to myself every day to just be you know and they it's, think it's it's an, it's an aesthetic for a lot of mm. people as well. It's, it's it's been and I and I use the word intentionally. It's been sold to people mm. as an aesthetic. Yeah. Mm. And on the other end, you've got people that are afraid of minimalism because they see these documentaries of people who take it to quite an extreme because that's what works for them, or at the very mm -hmm. least, they need something interesting to sell. 
and they think that minimalism means selling all your belongings and going on some sort of journey with nothing but a sackcloth. What we're talking about is when we call when we say minimalism by subtraction, it really is. And I, I love this fractal idea because it, it can be as simple as, you know, just taking everything out of your office and putting it in storage for a minute while you just look at the space and decide to, or you can sell things, or you can literally just sort of start as small as I'm just going to clear the, the desk space in front of my computer. Yeah. It, it really is mm. such an elastic idea. You know, you can go as micro or as macro as you want with it within reason. I mean, you can't minimalize things outside of your control, but you can really scale it, which is, which is great. Yeah. Okay, and that's the episode, guys. So thank you very much. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's like what we're talking about. Everything, if we can start from like a blank canvas, it makes things a lot easier to really sort of work out, okay, this is where I want something to go or hmm. this is how I want something to feel or look. It's very difficult to do that when you're in a busy environment. You know, you don't know how, a, you know, how your desk is going to look if it's covered in stuff. You know, you can't, ima you can't imagine your ideal desk when it's covered in papers and pencils and cups of water and whatnot. Hmm. Well, it's the idea of when you move into a new apartment, you suddenly see this blank space and you can, it gives you this kind of once every decade, once every 20, you know, I mean, heck, some people don't move their whole lives. It gives you that opportunity and it's almost like the new year thing of like new year, new me. I have this whole year in front of me. It's a blank canvas. You can create that anytime you want. Mm, definitely. And I, I think the, the change in mindset that I, I think we're trying to talk about is this idea that subtraction is an active thing. I think we can sometimes believe that removing things is either a negative or it's passive. You know, you wait for your phone to break, for example, before you get a new one. You wait. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you, well, I mean, we've... we've We've suggested this. This is part of the, you know, last year's just, idea. Just because it's happened three phones in a row, you know, over the past 10 years. I mean, don't at me. How'd you break an iPhone? <laughs> I didn't break an iPhone. It still works. It just doesn't work as a phone. <laughs> hmm. Oh. But you, you are right in the state that it, it is an active process. Hmm. It seems counterintuitive because it's, an, you know, it's creating a negative space in a hmm. way. You're creating a void but it is an active and it is a positive process to just slowly remove things from your environment just to see what that space does when it's there. Yeah, you know, how does the space feel? Yeah. Trying to at least comment on this. Like, it, it is an active process. It's a step-by-step -step process. Sometimes it's not obvious, I think, is the problem. I'm uncomfortable and I cannot tell why. Maybe start removing items one by one, seeing if... A, you need them there, and B, if it, like, you know, adds any benefit. Yeah, I mean, there's the very popular minimalist concept right now of, you know, taking your objects one at a time and asking, you know, does this bring me joy? Does this... I mean, you can take it even further down if you're feeling uncomfortable or you just don't really, you know, pick up an object and go, do I have an emotional reaction to this? Anything. You know, when mm -hmm. I pick this up, do I feel something? And you can... But as, as we said before, this doesn't have to be permanent. We're not recommending that you sell all of your belongings and start from fresh. It's more mm. like creating individual spaces. But also, and I want to be clear here, 
we're not just talking about aesthetic either because that's the other trap you can fall into and think, ah, I must tidy my desk, right? I must reorganize my living room. You can also remove concepts or if you feel like you don't have enough time, maybe remove TV time once or twice a week and see what else you can do with the time that you create. Like Mm. this this is what's, you know, when you're saying this is fractal, it really is because you can, you can apply it to physical, actual space. You can also apply it to actual time, which I suppose is the same thing, I I, I guess, if we're going to go physics. Anyway, (laughs) but you, you can, you know, just take this approach and apply it to your life in many, many different ways. And as you say, with the TV time, taking a chunk of activity out of your daily schedule and just mm-hmm. seeing what happens with that time is very, very interesting. Maybe it turns out, actually, I, I watch TV when I'm eating because I watch TV when I'm eating. If you're not doing anything while you're eating, suddenly you may find that you're, you know, you may find more enjoyment in what you're eating. And then suddenly you've unlocked something new by removing something else. Yeah. That's the thing. I think you're not always aware of both how much you're putting into things mindlessly. Another place you can start is just by taking note of how much you're doing. Like I've done it in the past financially, just taking a note of how much I'm spending on different categories to kind of get a sense of, wait, I'm spending how much on lunches at work? No, no, no. This doesn't, this doesn't make Mm -hmm. sense at all. As well as how much TV am I watching? Wow. Okay. It's four hours a day. Maybe I could be doing more things with my time. I feel like I don't have enough time to be creative, but you're spending Mm -hmm. all that time passively consuming. It it starts with, as we've said before, mindfulness, but not just like, you know, sitting on a, on the floor meditating. Um. (laughs) I was avoiding that, but okay. As well as, you know, but it's more like taking stock shall we say. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's the, it's genuinely in the actual sense of the word, you are physically taking stock of your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it is quite a valuable exercise. Even if you change nothing at the end of it, it's still a valuable exercise because it gives you a better understanding of how you're spending your very precious time. Hmm. Well, that brings us to the second thing we wanted to talk about today, which is, okay, so you've found that energy, you've found that drive, and you've tidied your desk. I like the desk as a metaphor. It works very nicely for me. But So you've tidied your desk, and now you've got this blank space. What do you do with it? And I think we've all been there when, especially when you get like a new computer or something, and you've had to clean the desk. A couple hmm. of weeks later, it's covered in, you know, empty Mountain Dew cans again. (laughs) Mountain Dew? I'll take crab juice. (laughs) I don't know why my mind went to Mountain Dew and I'm thinking of a (laughs) of a untidy desk, but that like like a like a bear to honey. (laughs) You've got to be mindful about what you do with space. It's you know the whole Zen garden thing where you've got this blank canvas and then you do all your doodads with it you know you get your little rake or your big rake depending on how big the Zen garden is Mm -hmm. and you kind of have to maintain that space there's nothing there but you still have to maintain it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that's worthwhile doing for a period of time and it'll vary from person to person but when you've created your space whether that be desk apartment garden whatever 
I think it's really useful to just maintain that empty space for a little while and just see how it see what happens with it, whether that be time or you don't do TV time after five o'clock. You spend two hours not doing TV. Yeah. Um, you don't know what you're going to do in those two hours, but it's not TV. Yeah. And then you maintain that time. You maintain that practice of not doing TV oh. time and just see what happens. And there's the word. There's the word. And I can take or leave a lot of the, uh, I don't know the word I want to use here, but one of the things that I do like about like the Eastern ideas is they tend to use the word practice a lot when they talk about like meditation or yoga or anything that they'll talk about like, and this is how we build a foundation for our practice. This is going to be really important for your practice. Hmm. It gives you the idea that what you're doing is an active thing. And that's exactly what we're doing here. What we're talking about here of trying to create these spaces in our lives. You have to work hard to maintain them. It's a bit like bonsai. You have to trim the excess leaves and twigs to keep it the right shape. You have to you have to, you know, move the sand around in the Zen garden, as Jeff very beautifully put it. it it's a practice. I think I have a thought forming. I think. What's it, a, th a thought with pictures? <laughs> uh, a headache with pictures? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> An idea. An idea. Oh, yes. I, it, it has come to my attention that I think part of the reason why we are somewhat uncomfortable with the idea of maintenance, right? is that it's a continuous process, it's an endless process, it's somewhat thankless. Like, it mm. doesn't matter how many times you clear out your desk or clean up your room or, you know, <laughs> fix up your Zen garden, it is eventually going to return to a state of disarray. Oh, it's uh, entropy. Entropy. Yes. There, is no, there is no one and done. There is no quick and permanent fix. Oh. What is the Greek mythology tale of the guy? Sisyphus. 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 Sisyphus, yes, yeah. Yes. I mean, it's not thankless, but it is a change in perspective. And I, I don't know if um, it's been a long time since we've talked about like the the little gremlins of the indulgently minimal cinematic universe, but there is that Hi. little... Hi. <laughs> we are the gremlins, gremlins, we... <laughs> One of the, you know, gremlins that we have to fight against is the laziness that's in, you know, many of us. I'm, I don't want to speak to everybody. You might be a, you know, a wonderful, perfect person. I am not. Hmm. And yeah, like there is that kind of thing when you've, you know, when you think about tidying and you just, I don't want to. <laughs> or that other one where it's like, I have just cleaned this place, you know, three days ago. What happened? Yeah. yeah it's like, I mean, it, I mean, I think the kitchen is a very, very... <laughs> good place for everybody there because you can you you clean the kitchen up is tidy perfect example. and then you come back the next day and i live alone and i come back the next day and there's still somehow plates everywhere it's like what happened who did this who did this and then you take off the mask in scooby-doo and it was you all along <laughs> spider-man points at spider-man yeah exactly mm. well and i'll tell you what like once again the the image works really well like the there is a solution here that kind of how is it we say we don't kill the gremlin, we learn to work with it. So mm. like in the kitchen, I know a lot of people who've worked in kitchens will tell you there is a trick and it's clean as you go. Mm -hmm. Don't mm. just pile up all of the dirty pans and chopping boards to one side and then look at it and go, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. It, it's rather have a nice hot bowl of soapy water next to you and then 
you know, you throw the onions in to start frying them and then you quickly rinse the bowl that they were sat in and then you go back to, you know, moving them around. You can clean as you go. And I think you discovered a similar thing, Murdoch, when you redid your apartment. There's also something to a place for everything and everything in its place. Ah, bad cast? Are you there? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I am putting my foot down. No bad cast. <laughs> We've tried so many times. It doesn't mm. work, but go on. Maybe we, maybe we just haven't packaged it correctly. <laughs> oh, I quit. I'm done. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Mm. Well, uh, no, it's it's not too dissimilar to like, as, as, as sad as this example is going to sound, it's not too dissimilar to like, you know, teaching children to put their toys away in the toy box when they're done playing. Like, it, it stems from a similar place. As adults, yes, we're surrounded by very expensive toys. Are we? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I know, I, I know. I've, yeah. been to, I've been to your apartment. Yes, you are, Moggy. <laughs> I, pro- I have a problem. It's why we're talking about minimalism, okay? <laughs> well, you know, that, that, that that's actually... This, this, I think, is an important point. I share a similar problem to Moggy. We have expensive taste in toys. Mm. And it's part of the reason why we started the conversation yeah. many years ago. Yeah. Like wanting less things and yet somehow simultaneously wanting more shinier, new, expensive things at the same time. It's, it's not a very productive argument. No take, um, only throw. No take, only throw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my word, we're all just puppies. <laughs> uh, but just to get back on track uh, <laughs> I think just to get back on track I think like there is something to the practice of putting things away yeah and uh, I think you mentioned it before you needed to buy yourself some storage units mm-hmm. for your apartment you didn't have one and you realized that the floor had become the storage <laughs> <laughs> and it was a work in progress but yes like I needed a way to sort of categorize I mean, mm. that, that, that's the thing right there. I mean, it seems counterintuitive, but by subtracting the mess, you have mm. to you have to physically go out and buy an item, you know, i.e. Mm-hmm. storage. Yeah. But it's you're still subtracting, you're still taking away from that space on the floor yeah. and creating a technically the same space, but vertical, but more organized. And suddenly you have more space. Well, you know, it's, mess makes it's, stress. It's all... It rhymes. It makes sense. Mess mm. makes stress. <laughs> if it rhymes it must be true but in this case it is true like mm-hmm. when you've like a, a messy kitchen kitchen yeah it makes you stressed a messy desk it oh, mm-hmm. it can make you stressed it makes me stressed i know it, uh, it makes it, a lot of people stressed some people are fine with it, it but i it's disordered and i think that's yeah. one of the key points that when you're trying to corral all the little negative gremlins in your life all the little anxieties and things you don't like about yourself and you're trying to work on this and fix yourself and then you if you see disorder if you look Mm -hmm. around and you see an untidy desk if you see a floor that desperately needs vacuuming it's it's kind of like the the idea of you know mess in mess out if Mm. you if you create a tidy environment if you create order on the outside it might reflect inwards there's a there's a weird little esoteric idea that seems relevant here of like as above so below you need your inner world will reflect the outer world and your outer world will then feed back into your inner world Hmm. yeah like it's definitely a case of when you've got a a messy stressy environment you are yourself (laughs) 
stressed, which means you have yeah. less energy yeah. um, to mm-hmm. give. You have less resources to give to the things you care about. Mm-hmm. So it makes things inherently worse. Whereas if you've got a cleaner environment, but by the time or space, suddenly you have more space and resources to give. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it feeds into each other definitely. Two points I also want to make. Basically, one of them is that, you know, some of the more, let's say, popular methods in approaching minimalism. Yes, it's being packaged as, you know, a solution or the solution, but ultimately it's, it is a detailed sort of step-by-step guide to help you get started. Mm. You may find that these processes work for you. You may find that they don't work for you, but ultimately like it's something to try. Mm -hmm. You know, if this method doesn't work, try another method. But the point is that you're at least trying something. And also, you may you may learn something. You may pick something up on the way whilst using mm-hmm. it. You may not adopt the whole process, but you may find something in the process that you think, "Oh, okay, I can take this to heart." Mm-hmm. And I, I, th- I think it works. I think there there is something to it. Like there is a method to the madness <laughs> uh, that that can be ultimately beneficial. Maybe not in its entirety, but some of it may be extremely valuable. Hmm. The other point I would like to make with regards to like putting stuff away and like a place for everything and everything in its place. Like it sounds Mm. simple, but ultimately what you're doing is taking this giant heap of a mess, regardless of whether it's on the floor, on your desk, in your Zen garden. What you are doing is ultimately like compartmentalizing the mess into smaller manageable messes, basically. (laughs) So you can focus on one compartment at a time. It's yeah, a, it's a, it's a good it's way a, of doing it. It's an interesting way of describing a library. It's a compartmentalized mess. Oh, that, that's basically it. <laughs> no. No, everything's in alphabetical order. No. No. Bad mocky. <laughs> well, I think it's also about learning to work with the gremlins, like I said, where I think it can also... F- like there's that little child inside of us that's you know constantly rebelling against the parent that's telling us toys go in the toy box and we put you know our knives and forks away and you go no I'm going to put everything where I want and when I'm big I'll do whatever I want and that's still kind of there but mm. when we say everything in its place I think we also forget how much of a mental load everything in our lives takes Everything you have to do in life, you have to give a spoon to, to borrow a, um, a well-known metaphor. Hmm. And if you're constantly having to think, okay, where can I put this? Where can I put this? You'll eventually run out of spoons. You'll eventually run out of that mental energy. And the floor becomes the place. The pile becomes the place. Whereas if you go, okay, so games consoles go into this little unit that I've set up and my games go onto this shelf and my CDs go onto this shelf, it may sort of seem to certain personality types of like, oh, you're restricting my freedom. I I just want to be expressive. But you're also taking a huge amount of that thinking, that mental load away. Where do I put this? It goes in the place I made for it to go. You've already Hmm. done, you've already done the work and you've already given the spoons of energy to where things go. And now Mm -hmm. you can just Keep up the practice and keep things going. And to keep up with the symbology of today, I really want to make a suggestion that if you're listening to this and going, yeah, but uh, my mess works for me. I already am productive. I already do well. 
Just think about like the dandelion that's growing through concrete. Yes, some plants can grow through, you know, extreme conditions. Something will poke out. But if you had a well-maintained, well-fertilized and clean garden, what else might grow? Or how much better would the dandelion be? I don't know. Hmm. That's the thing, you know, like certain things do thrive in chaos, but other things like a rose, for example, needs, you know, a very delicate soil. We need to manage the pH. Not too much, not too little. No, 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 I'm done. I'm done. Uh. I think that was, and then you got orchids, which is just. <laughs> I don't want to live. Don't you understand? <laughs> I am not meant to be. <laughs> oh. oh, at least that's my experience with orchids. Hmm. Yeah. It's something to try. You ne you never know how much better things could be if you don't try. And mm -hmm. you, nothing, there is no harm done if you sort of, you know, because I said, we're not suggesting that you give things away and get rid of everything. Just create <laughs> the space. If you don't like it, the stuff just goes right back where it went. Those piles can be rebuilt. We can I rebuild. Can re I can rebuild, Marge. I uh, can rebuild. I, 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 I caught one of them crying memes uh, like two days ago. Made me a little bit sad, but I think it's somewhat relevant. It's basically you know, a sad story in two frames. It's like, if I go to sleep, my free time will end and tomorrow will start. <laughs> <laughs> I, there is a name for that. I think it's revenge procrastination. Uh, revenge procrastination is the one, yes. Mm. But like, I, I think there is actually some value in saying, okay, I can't do this today. Let me try again tomorrow. Yeah, and and yeah. coming to terms that, you know, eventually you will need to do this again and mm. again and mm -hmm. again and be okay with it because ultimately it may make your day-to-day -day life better. Well, it's like you have to brush your teeth every day and yeah. it's mm -hmm. for your benefit. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's for your you own good. Your, it's for your own good. Your life is inexplicably better mm. with mm. brushing your teeth twice a day and it's the same with keeping up other practices, your lives will be better in one way or another. Mm. You just you just have to do it every day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, to finish off, because we, as we always do, will be talking more about these ideas, but more in depth. So, to give you just a little amuse bouche, a little taste of what's to come, we thought we'd give you a, a few simple examples of ways that you could subtract something from your life in order to make things better. Like, I will go first because I, I feel quite strongly about this. A good example would be deleting an app off your phone that you find is causing negativity. For example, certain social media sites that used to have a bird as the logo. Maybe mm. that doesn't need to be installed on your phone or at the very least, turn off the notifications and remove it from your home screen. Mm -hmm. Maybe just give it a try. You never know how much better your life could be without the little misery app that is mm -hmm. squatting on your phone right now. Yep. Hmm. Murdoch. Coffee mugs. <laughs> Coffee <laughs> mugs on your desk. One will suddenly turn into 24. Take them away. <laughs> well, this is a known fact. Coffee mugs are like bunnies. If you put two of the opposite gender together in storage, <laughs> they do multiply. <laughs> it, it's, oh, no. it's scientific like, fact. It's 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 the simplest, I think, most visible example. Mm. The like quite literally, but like 
once you're done with your beverage of choice, take the container away. Put it in the kitchen. Wash it. Otherwise, wash it, yes. Otherwise, you will end up with no space on your yeah. desk. It's crazy. Like, the one, two, three, five coffee mugs on your desk will take up, eat up, just visually, mentally eat up the entire space you have. Mm. It does wonders just moving them away. Yeah, and, you know, it's something that took me too long to learn. If you have time to take a cup to the kitchen and put it in the sink, you have time to rinse it out and clean it. Mm. You don't leave it for later when it's a coffee mug. Just <laughs> he, can, he can learn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's learning. <laughs> mm. Jeff, go on. Finish. Fin, finish the. Uh, finish the thought. So for me, one thing I found is I have a habit of if I'm walking past a convenience store on my way home from work, I tend to pop in and grab something because the day is long and my willpower is low, and they sell mochi. So <laughs> <laughs> look, look, and, Jeff. Look, Jeff. Jeff. Look, look, I, I have to reward myself with the Twix every time I go into a supermarket. It's just, and I wouldn't go it's, otherwise. It's the law. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't need to go into the convenience store. All the food I have is at home. Yeah. So one way to do that is I just walk a different path to the train station that doesn't go past the convenience store. It's a little, it's a tiny little change. I like but this. I don't, I, I don't buy mochi or mochi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this doesn't feel like subtraction, but it is. It is, mm-hmm. because it's technically, you know, it's it's not really a more direct route, or it may save 30 seconds, but mm. it's removing that temptation from my day. <laughs> mm. Get behind me, convenience <laughs> store. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess just to sort of put a little cap on this conversation. Tie that bow, Murdoch. Tie that bow. Like... This conversation did take some time to start up. You would have noticed by now that, you know, these thoughts aren't 100% formed. We Mm. are slowly removing the barriers. Ah. (laughs) We're removing the barriers to organizing these thoughts. And I think this Mm. is essentially the practice you need to adopt. Yeah. How is it they say Rome wasn't built in a day? Oh, we're just filled with cliches today. But you know, it's true. Like <laughs> You can't just sort of expect to wake up one morning and be like, I am going to vastly improve my life. You know, <laughs> your jaw becomes chiseled or, you know, if you're if you would prefer a different thing, insert your own image here. But like suddenly you're a superhero and you're, you know, just slaying life and doing doing great. No, no, it takes time. It takes work. It takes practice. And mm. And I think you have to come to a certain peace with that. Mm-hmm. It's it's removing a barrier. Yeah, that, that one, resistance. One step at a time, and that's mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. Everybody moves at their own pace, and that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I enjoyed that conversation, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope I hope you, the listener, enjoyed it too. We're going to be covering this topic again next week and the week after another one of our trilogies. So Sli- slightly differently, which is not going to be the same episode. <laughs> Uh, oh, wow, that really would make it so much quicker and easier to do episodes. <laughs> I could just put out the same... You're a genius. No, no, we won't be doing that. So I think you just worked out how EA did FIFA. <laughs> Copy-paste. Uh. No, we, we will be coming with more episodes on this topic, but different. So stay subscribed for that. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Mastodon. 
If you want to be notified when those episodes do, we post when we can. We're on some platforms, we're not on others. You can find links to where we are in the show notes below. If you want to go old school, send us say, an email. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we are indulgentlyminimal at gmail.com. Any thoughts, questions, comments, ideas that you would like us to cover in a future episode, we would love to hear from you. If you're a fan of the show and you want to help us keep making it, we're on Coffee. The link is ko-fi.com forward slash indulgentlyminimal. A big thank you to those who have helped us keep making the show as it is. We're entirely self-funded, so we do appreciate each and every one of you. I've been Moggy, and I've been joined today by Jeff. Thanks, guys. Remember to take it easy on yourselves. And Murdoch. And remember, folks, indulge a little. Thanks for joining us. See you for the next one. Bye. See you later, guys. Take care, everyone.